0: Grub. How are we doing? you miss doing? us?
1: Of course. Of course.
2: <laughs> I didn't get a chance to ask you at the Oregon game, other than the kneel down, what was your favorite play of that Oregon
1: game? <laughs> oh, man. Oregon, Oregon uh, uh, You know what? Um, when DJ ran over, I mean, you got to say Q Moore. I mean, that's that one's hard to beat. But, like, when DJ ran over their safety at the goal line, I just thought that was such a tone setter for how our guys felt, and you know how we can't be as physical as them, and we won the game because we out physical them. So I just thought there was a statement with that that how they were ready to play.
2: After the game, I asked uh, Michael about the play to to Quentin. Mm -hmm. and he sometimes Michael just lights up, and that was one of those times where he really lit up, and he said that they've been holding that in the back pocket for a little
1: bit. Yep, yep, we have been, and that that was one that you know you got to have confidence in the play and the player, and we certainly did. And, um, I just felt like that was a perfect time to, to call it, and the guys executed it really well. And It was fun to see hit, you know, not expecting the third-string tight end to make a play like that.
2: I know you've got to run the whole offense, but I was talking to Troy yesterday about, uh, you know, the Oregon Center getting named first-team All-American, but Troy got voted as, by his peers as the best lineman in the conference Uh can you talk a little bit about that
1: Troy is the best lineman in the conference and um you know I think those are the ones that mean the most is when the guys you're playing against they know what it feels like after the game after they play you and I think that says a lot and speaks volumes to you know how Troy has played this season
3: obviously you know Dylan's entered the portal but he's still a member of this program yeah not everybody would be given that luxury, but it sounds like he's earned it. Why, why see someone who, you understand the situation, but want, want to keep around here for this run? Well, first
1: of all, trust. You know, I think a lot of people don't want to do those things because they wouldn't trust a guy in the locker room um, to be saying the right things, doing the right things, and really wouldn't be trusting him to prepare for a game. And we have absolute, I have absolute trust, the team has absolute trust in Demo that that's all he's going to do is prepare, you know, and he's going to, he's going to do an awesome job being ready for the game. And, you know, everybody here supports Demo, you know, and, and he's, he's ready to make the step on his next journey, but not until after the season. And he was really, really clear about that. And so, you know, Demo and I have had a lot of conversations, um, which number one is a credit to him just... Communicating, talking about what's going on and you know, really engaging, you know, looking for looking for advice, wisdom, all those things and, and honestly, he didn't want to go in the portal. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that were getting placed and Demo was kinda of getting passed up and so really we just had a discussion and I didn't want Demo's being a good guy to hold him back from getting an opportunity somewhere. So, um, you know, he came in, talked, did everything the right way, and, and we were super excited about that. So he's he's on a visit right now. He'll be back when we're, you know, when it's dead and we're prepping for Texas, and um, he's he's all good, and he'll be ready to go. So he's just – he's a special kid.
0: Part of, part of the conversation and your, your plans for quarterback in, in 2024 and, and being involved in the portal and, and all those sort of things – what, with, with with Dylan?
1: Well, I think that, you know, when I talk to him for the season, you know, those are things that come up is like how are how are we going to deal with this at the end of the year and, you know, what's the confidence level? And, and some of it has to do with how he's doing and, and, you know, where we perceive that he's at, he perceives he's at. And then I think part of that, the other layer is, you know, really for Dylan, it wouldn't be that, you know, he couldn't get the job, but it's like you have another year and if you – you know it doesn't go like you want and you're sitting here um i get it you know it's, it's the quarterback world's complicated sometimes and even for really good team guys like dylan um he just wants to make sure he's got a spot where where he can be the guy and have a shot to you know play his last year eligibility
2: you think there's a chance he comes back
1: oh there's always a chance you, you never know i mean i'd never say never and um uh, you know certainly with demo we just just communicate and talk you know i was talking to him while he was you know on the texting wise on the plane, things like that. So uh, we just we just wish him nothing but the best.
4: Coach Shepard? I suppose so. Um, I haven't even thought about it that way. It's just been the next game. I think I've been brainwashed, and all of us have been brainwashed to just think 1-0. I mean, honestly, and I hadn't even thought about it that way at all. Um, coaching some great games, but some of those rivalry games are, are big games, you know. So you definitely uh, – didn't think about it that way so and I will not think about it that way I'll continue to think about it as being 1-0
5: What does it look like for the team to continue to stay focused obviously the 1-0
4: mindset with a spot in the national championship on the line um, What does it look like It's it's difficult at times, you know, you got the holidays coming up, your family's all involved, trying to figure out travel and tickets and all that stuff. So, uh, of course, naturally, you know, there's going to be some distractions. Um, But that's what this is all about. Adversity is always lurking right around the corner. And. And you have to be able to learn how to deal with adversity. And uh, otherwise, you know what? Someone else will deal with it better than you did. So uh, a lot of people uh, have to understand you turn adversity into opportunity, and that's what it is. What are your thoughts on the Blitnikoff voting? Do you think that Romo Dunez should have won that award? I think that we're worried about winning the college football playoff game. Um, you know what? those awards um there's various components that go into making the decisions about those and of course if you win them, great if not you know move forward you know at the end of the day you can only control what you can control and um and we do have control over the football game and the result of the football game so that to me is uh what we're most concerned with Thanks,
3: coach. Shep, you got, you know, I think a lot of people would say a pretty tough room. The story with Rome came out yesterday, but also, J Mac comes back from an injury mid-season. Uh, uh, JP had a couple tough games and bounced back from that, and you've got more examples of that. Giles' other injuries. How would you assess the, the toughness and the resiliency of your of your group?
4: Well, I appreciate that. I mean. The recognition of how tough these guys are—it's—it's it's really more related to them wanting to be out there with their brothers. I mean, and that's—that's that's really what it is. They want to be out there and have a chance to impact the game. Um, you even take a gentleman like Jeremy Bernard, was super banged up um, this season, um, and you know what? Uh, if you look on film, he's running the ball, passing the ball, blocking defensive ends, blocking linebackers, safeties, corners, uh, playing in the slot, playing on the outside. So you know, he wants to do whatever he possibly can to help the team. So, again, Rome, same thing. That's why he played uh, two weeks later against Oregon. J-Mac, that's why he was out there against Stanford trying to play, against Oregon trying to play. You know, these guys, they want to do whatever it is to help their brothers uh, experience the type of success. It kind of reminds, reminiscent of, you know, you know Michael Jordan in that last dance and him talking about, you don't want to play that way. All right. Don't play that way don't play that way well my guys want to play that way so we're gonna play that way
3: with the Rome situation had you been around a situation quite like that in terms of the uh extent of the injury and coming back that quickly have you seen anything quite like that
4: i've seen some guys play with some serious things going on but you talk about a punctured lung and broken rib i mean that's I joked with him today. I said, you leaked that story because, <laughs> but obviously he didn't. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that kid, I've always said how toughness, tough he is. I really tell people a lot of times, he, he, at moments, he's roamed the philosopher and at other moments, he's roamed the warrior and the philosophical man that he is. Guess what? He knows how to lead our football team from an area where he's challenging them to think beyond just, um, they're here and now. You know, he's challenging them to think beyond simple ideas, and and that's how he'll lead them. But then he has those moments when he's Rome the Warrior, and he can lead them with this brute nature in terms of how he approaches things. And, of course, in this moment, he was Rome the Warrior. And so I think that going forward, you know, that'll be how I always remember that moment. I got a got a huge poster up there of him catching that touchdown against uh, Oregon in the end zone. And uh in my mind every time I think Rome the Warrior.
3: it's in your office? It is, yeah. Gotcha. J Mack, similar. I mean he seems like you talked to him and he's he had to work through some mental stuff this year just with always trying to come back and trying to you know reach that. I'm wondering how you've seen him Come through, and what the evolution's been like with him just sticking
4: through that. So proud of him. Um, we were actually just talking about it on the, at the practice field, um, me and some of the other coaches and whatnot, and athletic trainers and strength coaches. You know, when we first got here, I, I can say this without a shadow of a doubt that he, I don't, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have fought through it that way. You know, and when we got and over the course of these last two years, I mean, his resilience and the man that he has become. And his determination, oh, it's it's just, it's special. It's special. And it's probably one of the most thing, things I'm most proud of that you don't get to talk about very much. It's just just how he has progressed and become the, the man that he is right now. So um, kudos to him. He, he understands it. He gets it. He knows what it requires uh, to be uh, the type of teammate that other people want to follow. And uh, he's putting in the work to make himself into that man. This is got Thanks, Coach.
6: Uh,
2: Caleb McGarry. Now, uh, Troy Fauton, uh Morris Trophy.
5: Is that how important is that to you? I think it's the <clears throat> the coolest award that you can absolutely win. I think it's. I mean, I don't know what the other conferences do in the country, but I I know where I came from. There was no such award. Um, And I think it's just the—I think it's the best award you can win, especially for an offensive or defensive lineman. It's voted on by the opposing the opposing players. It's not like a popular—I don't—I don't don't ever view it as a popularity contest. Like, you know, I've watched my guys vote for the opposing defensive lineman. They let—it's not the whole group. It's ten. I think it's ten guys on for the O line that can vote for the defensive line. I think it's eight guys per team that can vote for the um, offensive line. You can't vote for anybody on your own team. I I just think it's like the... I think it's the most... uh, I'm trying to look for the the realest award you can win, you know? So it's awesome. It's awesome for Troy, awesome for Caleb, awesome for Leatu uh, that he won it, you know, um, even though he's not with us anymore. It's a a great award. I mean, what was your conversation like when you talked to him about it? I called him. Well, you you were the one that posted it. And I was like, well, I couldn't find your cell phone number. Uh, And then sure enough, we'd had an email or whatever sent over to it. And I just told, you know, he, he, the guys know how important the award is. Like they, 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 I mean, we vote for it every year, regardless of whether one of our guys wins or not. So, I mean, they know what goes into it. Um, And I love hearing their debates when they're talking about who they're voting for. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome. He was one of those guys who,
2: who waited, he waited his turn. How hard is it for a guy like that? I mean, you've got some young guys now that are having to wait their turn.
5: Yeah. Um, I think you know i think if everybody's being realistic that's that's kind of how it it, it's it's kind of supposed to be it you know a little bit is it takes a long time to develop guys uh you know particularly offensive linemen um whether that's because of the physical you know strength that they need to have or 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 just the weight that they need to have the training that they need to have and then the fundamentals the scheme um the confidence all that stuff plays into it it's really
2: hard to come in and play really early. I'm sure you saw the play, but there was a place kind of went viral on Twitter, so kind of showed you guys being bull- bullies out there on Dylan Johnson's uh, carry and uh, Parker pulled and Troy just annihilated his guy. You know which one I'm talking about?
5: Uh, I think so. <laughs> I, did, I think I vag- it was like counter to the to the left, about on like the got down to like the two or three yard line or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, what, I know which one.
2: What's film session like when you put that on and play it? Well, they like three. watch.
5: They like watching those plays a lot more than they like watching bad ones. You can start seeing, you know, you've already, I've already watched the film as we're going through the game, and you can start to see guys sometimes get start slumping low in their uh, in their chair because they know bad plays coming up for them. But then when you know stuff like that, getting ready to come on, they're kind of you know they get a little. Just read their body language; you can tell if they're fired up or not. What do you remember about the two interior linemen at Texas from last year's game? It's really damn good. Yep, really good. 90, 93, Those guys are. Really good players. They got, they got uh, maybe they got two other kids that play that are arguably just as good, Um, maybe even a fifth. So they they do a great job. Uh, I don't know um, Coach Davis, uh, the defensive line coach at 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 Texas, but I can tell you that um, he's got talented kids, but they're really well coached, and that's about the best compliment I can give them. Is that that you can see that they're talented, but they they play hard. Their fundamentals. Are, are really good. Their hand placement, the way they split double teams, they they do a heck of a job. Um, you know, obviously, Coach Kwiatkowski one of my really good friends and a guy that I worked with for a long time. Um, you can you can certainly see his influence in the defense. Um, Coach Jeff Choate, who's another guy that worked here at Washington that I that, that, um, I worked with at, at Boise State, who's another really good friend. You know, the linebackers, their front seven's really damn good. How about uh, – I know there's going to be a lot of emphasis on
2: Parker being 300, 275 pounds against a 330-pound interior guy. Um, how do you maximize that?
5: Yeah, well, you got to put him in the most advantageous you know, positions that we can get him in, um, whether that's just you know good angles or um, – you know, just uh, just the schemes that we that we pick. Um, but I, I know this. Parker will be prepared. Parker's going to play really hard, and and I, I can tell you that Parker's not really worried about it right now. So um, we'll 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 do our best to put him in the you know in the best situation. But he'll he's got to trust his fundamentals and and like he's done all year and run the show out there. And I, I think we'll be all right.
2: One more question for you, just recruiting. Troy's got another year left.
5: Yeah, nah, it's time. It's we talked You know, last year he had a good grade. He could have came out last year. He's he's ready. He's, he's mission accomplished from what he needed to get done this year. Um, he's not worried about that right now. Uh, but you know, the, the, everybody's focus is on you know playing the Sugar Bowl and and you know what we'll see what happens after that. But but Troy Troy's done what he needs to do. He's he's ready to go. How about Roger? Uh, he's working through it right now. You know, we're waiting for the, the CAC, the College Advisory Committee, to come back with, with what, they, um, what, they, you know, what they view. Uh, we've obviously had conversations with Raj, and Raj's going to make you know, him and his family are going to make what, uh, the best decision for, for him. Um, but I can just tell you that both those guys uh, are all in on, on focused on, you know, trying to do the best we can in the Sugar Bowl. Parker goes against guys bigger than him. On a regular basis, yeah. I, would, I would imagine. He, yep. Second team All
0: Conference. He, he wins a lot. Yep. When when he's succeeding in in you know going up against guys who have 20, 30 maybe forty pounds on him with, fifty yeah <laughs> like maybe closer to hundred yeah right. yeah um, what, what's he doing well what allows him to do well, that
5: he he's he's fundamentally he's really good you know he, he's he's got a um, does a really good job bending his knees he does a good job with his hand placement he is strong you know he's stronger than you would think he's really a strong kid in the weight room. Um, and really it's been that, you know, and then just, uh, you can never measure his heart and, uh, he, he does a good job with those things and, you know, he might, you might get them on one, but it's going to ha- have a hard time getting consistently.
7: So it's the question about sweat and, and Brailsford. Is that how it's uh, basically? It yeah. Cause you guys had, a, um, he, he didn't destroy you guys last year. I mean, in fact, you guys ran for a lot of yards on him. Well, what did you do to him last year to kind of neutralize him?
5: Uh, well, I think Jackson and, and Biney both had, both had good games, uh, you know, we just just tried to get into good fits in the run game, and um, you know, they got You got it. You got to hit them in the right spots uh, to to get them to move. And and those guys last year, you know, uh, did a decent job of that. And so we, we're going to have a big challenge to, to to do that again this year.
7: Yeah. Uh, last thing, um, I did this story or I, I did this research on how many Peterson guys are still here that signed with Peterson not just were recruited. And there's like 21 of them still. And I talked to Fautano about it. I said, you know, you, you went through all this shuffle and you you came here for Chris Peterson and he left because he said, I sat in that office and I knew right then I was going to play for him. I'd run through a wall for him. And, and I said, well, how did you handle all that? He goes, well, I, I got Huffle through all three of those coaches. So, I mean, that's the reason it wasn't a big deal for us linemen. It might have yeah. been for some other guys. But you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well,
5: the, you know, these guys, that was the vision when we were recruiting all those guys is games like the one we're getting ready to play on January 1st. And... Um, you know, fortunately for me, and I guess you could say those guys, too, that I've been able to, to, to be here for that duration of time. And, um, you know, I love those kids, and, and uh, hopefully they, they reciprocate that. But, um, yeah, it's I mean, that, that's what, that was the vision all along is for games like, you know, seasons like this, games like this. Um, and credit, credit to those guys for sticking it out because it was noise. it has not always been easy, I can assure you that.
7: Yeah. So with all this amazing success – here at Washington. It's unprecedented success over a two-year span. Um, there's going to be rewards for the coaching staff. and We've heard, you know, one of your guys is moving on. Um, what about you? Are you going to be a head coach someday? Uh,
5: you know what? I don't know. I, I kind of like... I'm kind of in my happy spot when I'm out there. Uh, we we're, You know, typical, I like being outside. I don't like the indoor facility. But I like being out there on the grass with my guys. I'm, I'm kind of into that. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, we... It's like, yeah, my wife asks me that question all the time. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like just being me and my guys in the grass. You know, that's what I like.
7: I think if there was a Huff uh, head coach, I'd probably want to cover that team. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd make it interesting,
5: that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It it might be a compliance nightmare. No, I'm just – I'm totally joking. (laughs) (laughs) Totally joking. I just lost my job. Delete that.
2: Pete Kwiatkowski, Jeff Choate, are they
5: any different now than they were when they were here? No, they're they're awesome. Uh, You know, Jeff uh, just got the head coaching job at Nevada, and that's something  – um, you know, that's, that's basically, I think, essentially, why he went went to Texas was, is it, you know, that, that he could get a little bit more experience. Maybe, you know, they have the season that they're having and help catapult that uh, for him and his career. And he's, uh, you guys know him. He's a very passionate coach. Does a great job. His players love him. Um, that's no different when you watch those the the linebackers on on film. You can tell that they love their coach. They've been coached well. They play hard. Um, you know, PK, like, that's, that's, he's another one of my best buddies. Uh, um, we're going to have to start stop, stop texting and calling each other so much now because it's getting closer to game time. But um, uh, yeah, those guys are awesome. You know, that, that's what, I mean, it doesn't shock me on one, one, uh, one bit that, that they're doing so well on defense because you know, they're they're damn good coaches. Do you want to send a shot across the bow to either one of them? No, no, I don't. I'll do that on my own personal cell phone, and I don't need to. No, no, those guys are my buddies. Uh, it's always hard playing your friends, but um, you know, last year when we when we came up on top, like PK was the first guy over that I talked to after the game. Chote, PK, like they're just class act guys. They really are, and um, it's a great. It's a. Uh, it's going to be a great game. You know, it'll be a great game, and um, these are the fun ones.
3: Scott, you might have mentioned this just real quick. Uh, their D tackle combo. Have you yeah. seen too many groups like that on the no, college level?
5: No, I think last year when we saw them, you know, like uh, they're they're playing great. 90, 93, those guys are studs. Uh, the, the, even the backup guys that they have, from 45, 98, uh, I think there's like another nine, maybe 90, 95, like they they're, 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 they're and they do a damn good job coaching those guys. Uh, I don't know the defensive line coach there. I haven't met them. I know – I'm just talking like PK and Chody does a hell of a job, and you can see it. You know they're talented kids, but you can tell that they're coached really, really well. And so uh, it's fun. That's fun. That's what you want. You want your, you know, you want to. I mean, this is the. You know, we were talking about recruiting earlier. This was the vision all along. Like, like way back when we were recruiting Nate and Troy and Juice, and, you know, uh, 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 any any of those guys. I mean, it was it was it was for it was for this type of game, this type of season. You know, that's why you work hard.
7: And so it's really cool to be here. Morrell. Hey, how are you doing, Coach? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> kind of weird to be playing Texas two years in a row in a bowl game.
0: You know, I was, we were talking about it a little bit the other day. It almost felt, to me, I mean, the, the, the bowl game last year, because there's such a long layoff, felt like the start of the next yeah. season. So <laughs> it feels like we're playing them twice in, twice in one year. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think there's you know, a high level of familiar, familiarity um, for both teams, you know, and, and uh, so it's going to be a great rematch, and I know the guys are big-time excited about it. How is Texas different this year from what you've seen as well? You know, there's a lot of similarities. You know, obviously, that you know, they've, they've upgraded their personnel in a couple spots, and, and so have we. Um, uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, Sark does a great job. they got a great offense, uh, you know, and, and um, you know, they're just a really well-rounded unit all the time. And But it's a lot of uh, – honestly, it's a lot of the same cast of characters as it was a year ago. You guys – Got Zach Durfee eligible. Sounds yeah. the Legend he, of the Dur- yeah. Durfee. <laughs> is,
6: is, is he in a position to contribute in this game? You know,
0: I think he is. I think he is. You know, obviously we've been feeding him reps. You know, been working through, you know the the cascade of appeal processes, and always hoping that we'd give him you know an opportunity. Maybe it was going to happen halfway through the season. So he's repped throughout the year, not at a not at an extreme rate. Um, but he's also not a freshman, you know, and so I think he's shown us what he could do during fall camp and, and sporadically throughout the season. I think there's certainly some times where he can be an asset for us.
5: Do you feel like the defense is peaking at the right
0: time right now? Um, the right time. Yeah, I mean, every game is the right time, right? So, um, no, I just I feel like, uh, man, I, I go back through the back piece of the season here, really uh, since the uh, starting with the second half of Utah, Uh, I feel like we played really good football. Um, You know, going through Oregon State and and Wazoo, and and the way we came out and played against Oregon in the second game, I think our guys are playing really well right now. Can you talk about how you know big moments? This defense has come up big with sort of the game on the line. What is it about this defense that, regardless of how the game sort of starts out, they can come up in big? Yeah, just fearless. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. They're confident that. You know, there's gonna, we always tell them there's going to be that time where you got to step up and when your back's against the wall and make a play. And and, and there's just hasn't been any, they haven't been phased at all, I guess is the easiest way to say it. I mean, they've got confidence in, um, in themselves and, and each other to be able to make the plays at the critical moments. Can you talk about the secondary and how they've come along specifically with Jabbar Muhammad? Yeah, I think Jabbar's been, uh, Jabbar's been fantastic, really a leader for us the entire season. And, and um, you know, collectively here late we've gotten some guys back, which has been an asset. You know, there's certainly a stretch of the season where we were a little low on guys, and now we're starting to get back to full force and, and you know, creating some depth again with the guys that now have a lot of experience throughout the course of the season. So, you know, guys have had to play multiple spots, and so now we walk into, you know, the back, you know, the last part of the season here with a lot of confidence with guys being ready to go again. Thank you, Coach.
5: Uh, I I wanted to ask about Cameron Fabi Kulanin and, and, and uh,
0: Fab, yep. yeah, and uh, Asa to come, coming back. <clears throat> Their leadership in that in that deep
7: patrol and everything like that. Just talk about what they add, and and what you saw out of them against Oregon when both of them seemed to come back healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, just great. I mean, first of all, I mean, just just fantastic preparation and, and incredible football IQ, mm-hmm. and I think as a play caller, uh, you know, that that certainly. Uh, Elevates confidence when you know, I mean, they're able to put you in and out of every check, Mm -hmm. and they're able to play really fast and and they play with a lot of confidence and you know you know absolutely getting them back um was an asset and, and really proud of really the whole room right now because you know, guys had to play multiple spots and had to move around week to week we come in with the game plan the guys did a great job of pulling it off but getting back to having a veteran presence on the field is definitely a plus um you know you, you mentioned getting got some guys back healthy is this the healthiest you guys have been yeah since, I mean, the start of the season? since week one yeah. i mean seriously i mean it's been uh you know, uh, you know, getting Thule um, back is a huge deal for us. Like in in a full capacity, he's been on a pitch count a lot the back half of the season, and and then, <coughs> excuse me, getting our uh, you know backer. You know, uh, Zotupatala was out for a minute, and then of course the the documented um, safeties in and out, and you know, absolutely, we're we're um, you know in the best shape we've been in since fall camp.
7: Have you guys had any discussions with Asa about coming back? Maybe you don't want to speak to this,
0: but uh, Asa coming back? From uh, it's a possibility for sure. I mean, I think right now guys are so laser beamed in on, you know, an opportunity to to compete for a national championship that those discussions typically happen after the season's over. But, um, you know, there's certainly a possibility.
6: Juice Brown. So, Juice, talk about happy holidays. Obviously playing this time of year and practicing things like that, that's got to make things a little nicer for you you and the family and just kind of the good feeling.
8: Yeah, no, it's a good vibe. The guys have a good vibe. Uh, You know, practice has been good. Now they get a chance to kind of go home, decompress, watch some college football and start to get themselves ready to go for here the game in a couple weeks. Compared to a year ago, do
6: you feel like you were able to kind of mitigate some of the things that last year it just kind of snowballed in terms of injuries and just having to really kind of rotate guys all the time?
8: Yeah, I think, we, you know, we still ran into a rash injuries at the safety position. But yeah. we had we had some guys step up. We had, you know, Thaddeus Dixon stepped up and played a larger role for us. She had some guys that played a lot of snaps on the season between Misha and Dom. So we were able to not get his thin and have his uh, guys ship continue to win and go out and play well. In some ways, was it, you know, you look at the
6: number ones last year to this year, like a paraman to a Muhammad transfer, things like that. Could you almost just kind of sum it up as Jordan was, was never really able to stay fully healthy, whereas
8: Jabbar was able to stay on the field? Yeah, I, I think it was that. You know, Jordan got hurt early, uh, first game of the year, and Jabbar played the whole season. You know, and then the development of EJ. EJ came a long way, and obviously that and that and really just those guys pushing each other and challenging each other uh, to go out there and go compete and compete at a high level. So, uh, it's fun to watch them when they're able to go out there and do what they do. You know, even watching them in a the championship game, yep. battling against a great wide receiver and sitting there going toe to toe with them. So, I uh, got to continue to do that. We got another great wide receiver core that we got to go against, so we got to be ready to go.
6: Health aside, what do you think is the, kind of the either the teaching points or just the general vibe in the room or whatnot that was different this year than it was last year?
8: I just think it's the approach and the mentality. You know what I mean? That those kids they're intentional when they come in and they watch tape and things that they do and so uh, they've been doing that you know i think they hold each other extremely accountable uh, they know that they have to go out and play well we asked those guys between ej Thad and jabbar we asked them to do a lot uh in terms of going cover guys you know and like i said we got Mish and don back there and having the safeties back and having everybody together uh, for the Pac-12 championship, I think we were able to get back to playing some pretty sound.
6: I was going to say, the one thing is, is that obviously it looks like you guys are almost completely healthy.
8: Yeah, we are. Yeah, So, yep, so it's, it's good to see. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see. Happy holidays with that, too, Thanks. I guess. Yeah. I was also curious with
6: the portal now and NIL and everything else that kind of goes into it. What is your mindset when you want to be coaching these guys up, you want to be getting them ready for a playoff game yet at the same time, you know, these guys have decisions to make, whether it's to stay one more year or whether it's to look to another school. H- how do you balance all those kind of competing interests?
8: Yeah, I think we're very open in our room. I think those guys love playing for each other. Uh, those guys are great as teammates. So, for me, you know, if we do decide to bring somebody in in the portal, he has to fit the room, it has to fit the culture and the vibe that we've created. So, uh, you know, we, we're open about what we're doing. Those guys know. Uh, they accept it. And at the end of the day, you know, to be a great player, you have to go against competition, and they know that. So,
6: In your hierarchy of things that you look for and traits, if you do bring someone in the room, how does the fit overall and the culture and everything else fit with the athletic piece because obviously I know there was a big move towards getting longer lengthier having bigger levers longer levers how, how does how do you kind of marry those two ideas together
8: yeah I think it has to fit you know I think it has to fit we, obviously like you said we wanted to get longer but we dropped brought Jabari in at 5'9 and yeah. he's able to play um, but I knew his mentality was right you know and so it's just getting the guy that's the right temperament that's going to come in that want to compete to play um, and want to push his teammates because at the end of the day, they, these guys know they all need each other. Um, and so that temperament is, is at the top of the list for me.
6: When it comes to those discussions, whether it's a Jabbar or maybe even an Asa because of his situation, uh, do you put those discussions on the shelves till afterwards or do you have to kind of continuously keep that, that dialogue going? You
8: know what? Uh... You know, those guys have been very great in just keeping the main thing the main thing. Um, and right now it's going out and try to win a national championship. And so I know they're completely focused on that. Um, and I, it'll come up at some point. Uh, but I know right now, you know, they're, they're completely locked in on trying to go out and win another game and have a chance to play for the whole thing.
6: Yeah. And you talk about the, the safety situation. Obviously, guys like Mikel and Cam Fab coming through. What has their development been like for you over the year? Because it feels like a light went on somewhere at some point
8: during yeah, the season. Yeah, so, so proud of those guys. You know, Cam Fab's a smart player. He's played a lot of football. Uh, he understands every position on the field. So he's kind of a guy. He can do a bunch of different things. Um, and just to see Kels always stay locked in and be ready. And then, you know, he went from not playing a whole lot to shoot. We had some dudes go down. He had to play the whole game, and he was able to go out there and do it and do it at a high level. So I think it just shows those guys, like, always being ready to go whenever their number's called upon to go out and execute, and that's what we got to continue to do because football, you never know. You know, I tell the guys, you're one play away from having to go the whole distance. Um, (laughs) And so they got to be ready for that, and they got to be prepared. Juice, I was curious because talking to the players
6: yesterday, they they were kind of of the idea that, that you guys haven't really delved into Texas yet haven't really kind of gotten into the nuts and bolts of it. It's more just kind of getting back in and the swing of things. But for you guys as coaches, how much do you feel like they've changed offensively? You
8: from- know, we, we're very early, and the, the kids are right, we're very early in the game plan stages. Uh, I know we've watched film as coaches, like cause it's a lot of game film, cut-ups, because we've been on the road every day recruiting, yeah. really. And so you you watch cut-ups. Sometimes you have the internet service. Sometimes <laughs> you don't on the plane. Uh, but we're really going to dive into them now with these kids going home um, and when they're able to get back, we'll really have a have a beat on our game plan and what we want to do. How much do you think, is there, a, is, is there
6: something you can say, whether it's mentality or whatnot, that having played them already, it, almost in their house, in the state of Texas, and coming away with a W, do you feel psychologically maybe, does that give you any edge, or is it literally just new year, new no, team, I new everything? I
8: think it's new year, new team. I mean, you look at us in the backfield, you got two guys, EJ and Jabbar, that starting that corner that didn't play in that game last year. So okay. for us, We just got to go out and be able to attack it. We know they're going to be ready to go. Um, You know, it's a playoff game. And so the implications is a lot higher than when we played them last year. And our guys know that Uh, they're going to travel well. It's going to be the same type of environment. You know, we need our dog fans to get down there. And so it should be a heck of a test on the first. Just one last thing. I know
6: you fans would want me to ask you how are the new guys coming along the guys that that didn't see the field the true freshmen guys like a Caleb Presley or Curly Reed or Bryant or some of these other guys
8: this these practices have been cool because those guys have gotten a lot of reps Caleb picked off a ball today Uh, it was good to see Leroy and Curly out there running around Vince Holmes has made some plays Uh, so these practices have been good watching the young guys because you know sometimes we get separated uh, between scout team and look squad and things like that and so Mm -hmm. send them out there running around but Those kids study. They're in meetings now. They have to answer questions. Uh, So it's been good. We're excited. I was going to say, now that they don't
6: have to worry about the redshirt idea, like they can play as much as they want now, do you have to kind of constantly remind them, hey, you're one snap away from potentially getting in?
8: No, I mean, we we have kind of a pecking order. You know, Leroy's a guy that's traveled all the time. Vince Holmes, they've played some special teams. So there's the pecking order there um, that those kids have played on teams and they have to be ready to go. So we'll stick to that plan. And, you know, the guys who haven't played, they got to be ready if somebody goes down to be able to help us on special teams or something like that. Okay.